Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for Mostly Photo is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. It's time for Mostly Photo, number seven, recorded May 3rd, 2011. Catherine Hall. Mostly Photo is brought to you by Ford and the 100% reinvented 2011 Ford Explorer. With its thoughtful design, room for seven passengers, best-in-class V6 highway fuel economy, and available sync with my Ford Touch, the 2011 Ford Explorer is perfect for your adventures with the family. For more information and to submit your photos for the Mostly Photo Adventure Awards, visit MostlyPhotoAdventures.com. It's time for Mostly Photo, the show that covers, well, 100% photo. We call it Mostly Photo because our great host, Lisa Betney, is Mostly Lisa at MostlyLisa.com. <laughs> Lisa is in New York City once again this week. Hi, Lisa. Hello, everybody. And I guess I should let, uh, well, I don't know. I, normally, I would let you introduce this uh, next, our guest of the week, but I, I think I might know her a little bit better than you. Go ahead. Yeah, it, we're our guest today, and I'm so glad to have her in studio. She's been in studio before. One of my favorite photographers, Catherine Hall from CatherineHall.net. Great to see you, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here, a both of you. A specialist in uh, people photography, but today we're going to talk particularly about wedding photography. Yes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I should have phrased I'm, that as a question. I'm, on I'm sorry. Board. Yes. <laughs> I do recommend a visit to her site. You've now got a blog, which is great. And uh, so that means daily updates uh, on the site. Uh, uh, not just a portfolio of, of stuff you've shot, but also how you shoot it, featured posts, things like that. I think yeah. that's great. I really like this painted best friends. That's not a wedding photo, I take it. No, <laughs> definitely not a wedding photo. Who are, who are those guys? Um, actually, this was a shoot in New York. Um, the Novogratz, they are a family of designers, and they have their own show called Nine by Design, which, by the way, highly recommend it. It's a great show. But um, basically, I wanted to photograph their daughter, Tallulah. And I think, actually, I want to dissect this photo. We're going to dissect the photo later, right? Okay, should we save this? Yeah, let's save it. Good. Because it's a good story. I'd love to. I'd love to. Uh, now, this show has never been for professionals. This show is all about amateurs, people like me. Uh, but the, one of the fun things uh, we do is we get pros on to talk about how they do what they do and how an amateur can take advantage of it. Uh, and I know Lisa, you know, not everybody, in fact, nobody probably in our audience is a professional wedding photographer, but everybody goes to a wedding once in a while. Oh, for sure. I think a lot of people go to weddings and want to take spectacular pictures for their friends and their family. But I do, I do think a lot of enthusiasts who are looking to make a career in photography or even earn some money on the side, wedding photography is a great platform for that. And Catherine certainly does this amazingly well. And I wanted to bring her in and ask her everything from gear questions <laughs> to how she poses people to the sort of business side of wedding photography. Catherine brought a big bag with her. She said to bring my bag. Did so you bring everything? Well, I brought what I brought to a wedding, what I bring to a wedding. Oh, that's so. good. Perfect. Yeah. I guess one thing, if you're going to do it as a professional, it might be a little different is it, than how I might do it. You're going to, you, it's a mission critical job. Yeah. Well, and you know, I was, we're all amateurs at some point, so I know where everyone's coming from, all the listeners. <laughs> so. When was your first wedding? Actually, it wasn't that long ago. It was in 2006, October. So you'd been doing editorial work before you did the wedding work. Yeah. That started when I was, I guess, 16, when my obsession began. Were you so, uh, a student and went to a photography class? Yeah, I, um, I took my first photos class in high school and just totally fell in love with it. And the passion and sort of obsession with it grew. Um, and I studied it in college and have been doing it ever since. Yeah. So, Where'd you go to college? For Cal Poly. That? And they have a good photography? Uh... No. <laughs> I had, it's a great school but you don't want to go there for a photo program necessarily I had some really amazing professors that stood out but I mean it's certainly not like if I was gonna go back to a non-specialized school I would probably get a business degree or a marketing degree isn't that interesting because yeah. that's so much of what you have to do to make a living as a exactly, photographer exactly and the photo stuff 
quite frankly, I mean, I learned a lot of it on my own, um, not nearly in school. So, and there's so many resources on the web right now to help and, you know, and just getting out there and shooting is really how I actually learned. So. That's kind of encouraging, isn't it, yeah. Lisa? Since that's it, how it we is. <laughs> and I think it's a really great message to to send out to everyone is that you know you don't need to spend a lot of money to become a great photographer. It's all about passion and willingness to try new things and to get your photos out there and share them with people. And it's not about spending a lot of money on a course and or getting really really expensive gear it's it's more about the doing process that most photographers learn almost everything that they know from well let's talk about uh the specifics of wedding photography do you have some questions oh yes for sure um i think our listeners were really wanted to know about the sort of main shots that you need to get in a wedding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like- Do you have a shot checklist? I know, I mean, I've done a, a few weddings. I'm by no means an expert. And one of the first things, it's, it's just really overwhelming. She's frozen out. Uh, we're having some trouble with her Skype connection, but I think that's enough to, okay. to start. Where Do you have a checklist? Yeah, you know, I Lisa brought up a really good point. Checklist is actually really important, especially for when you're initially getting started. Cause it's, it's, there's a lot of pressure and it's, um, there's just, it's intense. And so it's a checklist. I don't really use it while I'm shooting per se, but it's more of if I have a second, take a minute and look at the checklist to make sure that I'm covering everything. And inevitably there's like one or two things that I, that may have slipped my mind. And so it's more of a reminder than necessarily a guide that I'm proactively looking at throughout the day. I mean, if I'm thinking about it, you got to have a picture of the bride and groom together. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you look for, I mean, that's kind of the key shot, isn't it? I, we were looking uh, earlier at your portfolio and it's, a, there's a beautiful shot of a bride and a groom and you've, actually you could barely see the bride and the groom. It's the, it's the sunset, uh, that is surrounding them and the light that's surrounding them. It's a beautiful shot. Are you looking for that kind of signature shot for the whole thing? I, that's a really good question. You know, I, I think it really depends on your style as a photographer. So for, you know, weddings is, all-encompassing, meaning you're doing scene setters, you're doing portraits, you're doing photojournalism. So, you know, you kind of, whatever your strength is. And so for me, my greatest passion is portraiture. So I've sort of marketed and make sure to focus on getting those really powerful, beautiful portraits Mm. of bride and groom separately and together. These are some shots from Tasmania. They're not specifically wedding portraits, but I think the same technique probably applies that you're trying to... I find it fascinating that you're able to get shots of people looking at you. You know, I'm always, when, I, when I'm trying to take pictures, I'm always saying, pay no attention to me. Don't, you know, I want to get a <laughs> candid. Because every time I pull out the camera, people look at me and go, and they pose. Yeah. How do you keep that? I mean, nobody wants that picture. How do you keep it from looking like that? Um, you know, it's a little, it's, there's a lot of similarities between both editorial and wedding. Um, with my wedding clients, I actually tell them not to smile. And Interesting, because these people, in, uh, I'm yeah. looking here at, at, the, <laughs> at, the, at the shots that you have here in your portfolio, they're not smiling, even the kids. <laughs> yeah, and, and if, you, if you check out my, um, we could go to my wedding website and okay. we could look at some of those. Um, but, you know, the, the thing with weddings is it's such a happy day that they're going to naturally be laughing and smile. smiling anyway. <laughs> so some of them will be quiet and sexy and soft right. and other ones will be dynamic and there'll be a lot of laughter. And, and I want that to be very natural. Mm. So the cheese smile is definitely something that I'm trying to avoid. I'm the king of the cheese smile. Yeah. I, both, both doing it and taking it. Well, that's because well, people feel like they're supposed to do that. So right. as a, you know, if I'm telling them as their professional don't worry about smiling, then it sort of takes the pressure off of them. Let me go to the, the wedding site. Where's the wedding site? Is if you it... go katherinehall.net and then just click weddings. Like right here, you mean? Um, go Actually, just go connect on the far right Ah. and then click on weddings. Click on weddings, connect through the weddings. Got it. So this is for people who, this is, this is a port, this is a portfolio. This is my portfolio. This is for people who are interested in hiring you for a a wedding. They would go to this site. Exactly. We were talking before the show about the difference, how important, first of all, it is nowadays for a photographer to have a website, but not just a portfolio, a website where they, you communicate with your audience, you teach, maybe you, 
you have you know a reason for everybody to come back on a regular basis but at some point you have to have a portfolio as well right because if you're, before i hire you for a wedding i'm going to be looking at these shots of yeah and, and i think that's you know the differentiation between a website a stagnant website oh, look, this and a is block. a great one look at that <laughs> that is a great wedding shot not your typical bride and groom or maybe those are the that's people the at parents. the parents that's the actually parents. right when they saw their daughter oh, for the first time that's beautiful this is the one I was talking about with the bride and groomer in a sunset. You barely can see them, but you get the feeling, the emotion, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's what it's really all about is, is telling, is capturing portraits that, you know, are, are telling an entire story with one image. Right. What, what's the story here? That was actually the bride was on the way down to the ceremony. Uh, and so, um, now you're a wedding photographer. You're way at the top of the stairs. The bride is going down. How are you going to get ahead of her? Don't you have to take some shots of her arriving? Well, that's actually one comment I get a lot from guests at weddings is, oh, I've never seen anyone move so fast. <laughs> 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 it's like I'm a samurai or something. Ninja. Do you, have, do you ever have an assistant with you? Yeah, you know, I started off, I've always had a second shooter with me. Um, and now I actually also have an assistant so that the second shooters can focus on shooting and versus assisting me. Um, but I think when you're initially getting started, if you know your budget's not quite there to hire out two people, it's very important to at least have an assistant to help kind of maintain the stress level because it's you know helping you carry your gear, making you know maybe driving from location to location, mm. just someone to sort of keep your help you keep your cool in a sense and have your back. So you're lucky because if t I'm looking at some of the weddings you've shot they're in beautiful places i guess they always kind of are aren't they they're well you know and that's the thing is a lot of times people one remark i get is you only photograph beautiful people or you only photograph beautiful locations and it's actually you know everyone has everyone's beautiful in their own way and every location's gorgeous in, their, in its own way so it's a matter of pulling that out your so, job is to get the capture exactly so I've even had wedding clients say, I don't even remember, like parents of the clients saying, I don't remember it being that amazing of a setting or environment. But it's the photographer's job to show that space in the best way possible. Mm. Now, if, if you had a situation where you had bad light, how do you deal with that? Do you bring in lighting to, to light places or are you sort of just run and gun? You're not, you're not allowed to say, can you hold off on the wedding until the magic hour? We would like to do it a little later. Well, and you know, it's I, I love that comment, Leo, because brides, I shoot mostly outdoor weddings and they always put the ceremony at like yeah. two o'clock or something. Two. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's a really good question, Lisa. I think with the things that are out of my control, such as a ceremony, I just, you just let it go and do the best you can. Um, but if there are environments such as the getting ready room where you can manipulate the lighting, then I definitely will come early and scout it out and, and set up gear to make best use of the space. Yeah. I mean, this, I don't know if this shot was specially lit or not, but the, this is obviously shot to catch the gown, but also the beauty of the bride and it, it's just beautifully done. Another question I have, Look when I was shooting a wedding, I did the portraits of the bride and groom during the actual ceremony, which was the most stressful thing ever. Oh. Do you ever oh, set up a, a separate <laughs> portrait session beforehand or the next day to capture those pictures when it's not in such a hustle and bustle situation? I've seen actually really great photographs done the day after. Um, I personally feel like the magic sort of lost the next day. Mm -hmm. It's sort of... And you, you know, don't want to do it before. No, you can't because you don't. You want to. I want to mess the up dress. the dress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just told the brides, "Don't worry, the dress is going to get messed, messed up. It's okay." Um, so the day before wouldn't necessarily work unless you're doing something in studio. Um, so for me, I, I highly encourage, and you know, I think that's a big part of photographing a wedding is educating the client. And so I'm very proactive in educating them about the timeline and saying if we can do as much beforehand as possible prior to the ceremony, then their day is going to be much better. Look at this shot. This is a, this. What's great about this is the look on the face of the bride. I mean, you get a great story here and there's the bridesmaid taking a picture and the other two helping her. But really what you get is the joy on her face. It just pops. 
it's and that's t- and that is before the wedding. It's it's timing. Yeah. yeah, it's being in the right place at the right time. Helps to be a girl. Yes, it does. No male photographer would get this <laughs> shot. But you've got and I again, this is the parents. I mean, that's that's about being at the right place at the right time. I think that also, you know, just one quick comment on this is really following your intuition. So with this particular shot, I was focusing on the bride. She was about to walk to the church. And, you know, the natural inclination as a photographer is focus on the bride walking towards the church. But instinctually I had a feeling of like, oh, I need to turn around the parents. I need Mm -hmm. to see what the parents do. And when you follow that instinct and that intuition, then often the result are shots like this. If I'm the bride... That's the most important picture in my wedding album. Don't you think? I mean, that's something you will... That's just... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Incredible. I mean, what a shot to have. And so, yeah, you instinct. And, of course, that comes from being a... a, Somebody who does this a lot. Instinct, do you think instinct is something that you can learn or something you just have? (sighs) I think we all have it. I just think that it's, it's... The training is learning how to follow it. Listen... Yes. Yeah. So we all have that gut feeling and that sort of intuition inside of us. And the the key is, I don't even know that necessarily is has to be practice in photography, but just in life itself. If if you have gut feelings or intuition about anything, the more you learn to follow that and see the fortuitous like results that come from it, the easier it becomes. I love this shot of the groom and the groomsmen. You you may not get into the groom's room, but you certainly. <laughs> Got the the macho side of that uh, that that is just a fantastic shot. I wouldn't mind if he was my groom. Kind of cute. <laughs> Woo wee! Yeah, this is very entourage. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Another beautiful shot. That's the shot. That's the kind of the classic shot, right? The first kiss. Yeah, definitely. Any tips? There? Need the grumpy flower girl in the. <laughs> that was the royal that wedding. That was my favorite. Yeah, favorite yeah, I said, yeah. Promise I wouldn't talk about the royal wedding. But no, I that's a. That. I mean, can you imagine? I imagine they had many, many photographers, and of course, the whole press corps is there. Yeah. But what if you're the 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 lead photographer on something like the royal wedding? The pressure. That's a lot of pressure. But that's but but that's one of the things that strikes me about a wedding photographer in general is they aren't going to restage this event because you you know your camera broke. You got that's just the this has got to be the highest pressure of any kind of photography. Yeah, I think, you know, one one tip is if you don't respond well to pressure, then you probably <laughs> shouldn't go into weddings. That's the business. <laughs> but if you are, you know, certain people like myself um like being in high pressure environments. You thrive on it. Um you too? I no, you. I well, I guess yeah. Yeah, yeah excuse maybe. me. Show yeah, to show, do you maybe. have time to go to the bathroom? Yeah, no. Um <laughs> maybe you're right. So if you are drawn to that sort of intensity, then a wedding could be a great fit for you. Do you think it makes you better to that, that you shoot better when you're under pressure? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and I think you learn that as an early age. I grew up as a competitive skier and I watched either, you know, my teammates, they would either get better or worse in competition. Right. And the ones that would thrive in competitions were the ones that did great under pressure. And I so- think Lisa Bettany might know a little bit about that. Uh, yes, she was a competitive figure I was one of those skater. People that that performed worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm definitely a photographer that likes to be prepared. I like lists. I like to know all my gears working. Like I'll set it all out and make sure that I've got everything prepared. And I, I feel like preparedness sort of helps me with with pressure type situations. But generally, yeah, I might have like a good cry after. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny because um, for years we've thought I should really have a pilot's checklist here in the studio before I start a show to remember to do everything. And we began this show for people watching it live. No, about five minutes into it, I said, oh, I forgot to record it. (laughs) So maybe I need a list. Maybe I need something like that to remind me. I don't know that you would ever look at it. I wouldn't. I'm not. Now, do you have a checklist before you go into a, a wedding? Um, yes, I definitely have like a checklist. That you have the gear and your bag and um, you know, you know what to take. I have a checklist, but I'm like, I would, I don't look at it. You don't forget to be that. honest. You don't I forget really that. don't look at it. And I every once in a while I'll forget something like my ladder or something. I and mean, so it it's basically emergency trip to the hardware store. <laughs> so I think the main thing is arriving early. You know, right. so in case so you traffic. Have time to buy a ladder. Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you bring a ladder to every I've, wedding. I bring a ladder to every wedding. Huh. 
And then you shoot down at the groom and bride or? Well, you know, it's just, I don't always use it ever at every wedding, but I'm a stickler on backgrounds. And a lot of times the backgrounds look better if I'm a little higher. Um, and also one trick, if you have a bride that might be a little more, more voluptuous, it's just, <laughs> do you like how I say that? Shoot Very down. PC. <laughs> yeah. So if I was shooting someone like Lisa, I wouldn't have to worry about it. But, you know, some brides, they need all like the help they can get. From above. <laughs> Nobody likes to be, that's like one tip that I wish every beginner photographer would know is never shoot up at a woman. Never. Yeah. And anybody. Uh, look at my double chin. Why do you think I got the cameras above my uh, above my head? No, that's true on, a te on any television studio. They'll always shoot down. They'll never shoot yeah. up. That's just yeah, not. it's just a more flattering angle. Lisa, so. you, Lisa you wanted the flower girl shot look at this one this is a beautiful flower girl shot um and again the backgrounds you say backgrounds are important Catherine. i can see that you know the blue dress against the the uh, light blue sky and the and the golden flowers really make that just a beautiful picture of course we're only seeing your best pictures you don't put any of your bad pictures in your portfolio no and that's actually one other really big tip is edit edit yeah so when you're when you whenever you're putting down a portfolio, you'll probably come out. You should probably bring it down to half of what you start with, what you think is the final. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So question that I have is, when you're dealing with um, a client, how do you help manage their expectations of the shots that they're going to get? Do you promise certain? pictures of you know like set aside okay i'm going to get a group shot of your family and i'm going to get a shot of you do you manage how do you manage those expectations of what people want and and how you deliver those things to them that's a great question because quite frankly you know the, the ex managing the expectations is probably one of the most important parts of your job um because people haven't been married usually they haven't been married before and so they don't really know what to expect <laughs> So from that standpoint, it's my job to educate them. And so they may come to me with a huge formal list. And the worst thing I could do is say, okay, we'll do our best to get it all in there. And then they end up not having the greatest wedding day because they're standing in formal lines right. for a big percentage of it. Right. So at that point, it's my job to educate them and say, look, we can do this. However, it's going to take this long. And do you really want this to be, you know, put it in perspective for them so they can make educated decisions. At my first wedding, we did that. We had a lot of uh, posing. Yeah. It wasn't fun. It's really no fun. It's to, the worst part yeah. of the day for everyone. Yeah. And then our second wedding, we didn't have a photographer. We just gave everybody Instamatics. This was pre-digital days. This is 20 years ago. We put Instamatics on the table. We have some pretty nice pictures. Yeah. But I'd be surprised to, what comes out of that, huh? Yeah. But uh, but there's nothing like having somebody uh, like you there to get. I mean, this shot of of a bride, a profession. You need a professional to know how to light that and shoot that. That's not an. Inst that's never going to be an instamatic picture. No, no. Nor is this one. I got to go to the next one because I love this. <laughs> yeah, that one's fun. <laughs> You're really good at kids. I notice there's a lot of kids in your uh, portfolio. Yeah, I like kids because they don't have as many inhibitions. They don't pose and they're they don't fun care. and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. You tell the, do you tell people, uh, the brides, you, I think you said this, not to smile. Yeah, not to smile. Tell the kids that too? You know, that's the thing with kids is you don't really have to. The worst part is I'll get them all set up and I'm like, really, we're in a jive with each other. And then the parents walk over and they go, smile. Oh. <laughs> and then oh. I get the cheesy, big cheesy grin. And I was like, oh, okay. I have, to, I have to work through this again. Oh. So, yeah. See if Catherine, if do you have any tips? For dealing with large group shots that's sort of the hallmark of most weddings and I personally found it the most difficult to shoot to get everyone to pose I don't a, notice a lot of these in your portfolio I have to say well yeah I actually discourage those as much as possible so when I get a lot of large group shots I kind of say okay well do you really need this what you know and a lot of times the clients think they need it and if you talk to them about it further they realize that they'd rather spend their time elsewhere than gathering large groups of people. So I actually really discourage against them. And then if I do need to do them, I explain to the bride and groom that if it's going to be large, like say 30 people or, you know, or, you know, just a big group of people, um, I, I explain to them, look, I'm going to do it. 
It's not going to be perfect. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Be, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there may be somebody missing because they're at the right. bathroom. Somebody's head may be blocking someone else's head. But I'm not going to spend the hour that it's going to take to like perfectly organize 50 people. And then you show the bride this picture and you say, wouldn't you rather have this? What a shot. Yeah. And now, that comes back to education. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this so is that's it- something where you actually say, I mean, in the case of the weddings that I did, they specifically requested it. You know, I want one picture with granny. I want one picture with all the cousins. I want all the nephews in this photo. So in that case, do you just sort of take the authority and say, no, I'm, this is what I'm going to do? I don't, I never say no to a client per se in that sort of, that in that area. Um, I think more is giving them, explaining what their options are. And more often than not, if you explain what it entails to do those type of photos and what their sacrifices are going to have to be in order for those photos to be taken or in order for me to make those photos, then usually usually they'll think about it. And once they realize how much of an impact that's going to have on their wedding day, they'll choose the smarter path, which you, is you would have minimize. Done me, you would have done me a big favor at my first wedding had you told me that because we spent too much time doing yeah. it. But now here's an example of what would you know nominally be the formal shot of the groomsmen and the groom. Uh, they're not, it's not a perfect shot. They're not all looking at the camera. And it's much better because it's natural. And did you take 20 and get the formal shot too or just? Yeah, I do think, you know, with, with everything, I do take a lot. So I will get the standard especially with the formals i make sure to get right. that standard shot yeah. and then i loosen them up and yep. usually the loosened up one is the one that is the most powerful do you have to i guess you have to have a lot of pictures for the bride to go through <laughs> you, yeah. you can't edit too much because she's got to have some to reject you throw some in there and say i know she's going to hate this but i'm going to put it in there anyway. no no well, I, but, <laughs> yeah go ahead Lisa. Sorry, I, have, I have an interesting question about photoshopping the bride <laughs> what what are your policies with with editing and sucking in places and getting rid of oh you can't do that <laughs> you can't do what, that do you, did you did you, you did you make this bride more beautiful than she, she already <laughs> is no you can't do that well yeah you can let's just put it this way no one's gonna complain for looking too skinny <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I am shocked. Shocked. Well, that bride, I didn't have to do anything to her because no, she it was wasn't like her, of course. out of the gate. But yeah. there's definitely situations where, and you know, it could be somebody like myself. Like I'm definitely, I'm fit. I'm thin. But if my arms pressed against my body, it's right. not going to look, right. it's going to look distorted and bigger. So yeah, I'll go in and you kind fix of that. fix it. Yeah, exactly. Or blemishes, you know, yeah. almost inevitable bride's going to get a pimple on her wedding day. You can fix that. Exactly. You don't want to exactly. see that. Um, but uh, these are such beautiful shots. I love the father of the bride shots. I don't know why. There's something about those. No, I know. I, actually, that's my favorite. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Those, the, the relationship between father and daughter is one of the most moving, um, powerful aspects, I think, of a wedding day. You know, we always, they always talk about the mom, but I think for that's one day in the life of a daughter that really for the father is maybe even more important than for the mother because that's you're the one giving the girl away, right? You're, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I'm gonna cry, and I don't yeah. even have a wedding to go to. <laughs> <laughs> These are beautiful. So things. I just I'd love to talk more about the technical things because a lot of people I ask people for questions, and a lot of people want to know more the technical side how how do i get these pictures oftentimes weddings are indoors you don't have great light how do i deal with these types of situations um what kind of lenses do i use so and she's frozen again let's go quickly up we'll uh, i'll call her back in a second but do you want to talk about that the uh technical sides what i guess that's going to come about when we see your bag because this is your wedding bag right yeah, I mean, I think... Do you take two bodies? No. You know, a lot of photographers carry two bodies around their neck and... That just looks dorky. More well, <laughs> <laughs> more power to them. And I, I think that's great, but my back would be falling off. You know, it would be so painful for me if I had two huge... Especially using the L-series lenses. Is the reason they do that so that they can have two lenses ready? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I definitely see the advantage of that, but I also feel like it must slow you down at times. And I think it yeah. probably evens out. Yeah. And so I just wear, I actually do have a very dorky hip pack that I have on. 
Um, Low Pro makes a great one. And I wear that around my hips and my lenses are right there. So I, I can switch really fast. You get good Just at that. Just breathe. I'm breathe sure. while you're switching. Because <laughs> you get- if you're stressed and try to do it too quickly, then it slows you down. Interesting. So That's a tip we don't hear. Yeah. And, and as far as lighting and, you know, not the most, the greatest situations, one thing I do carry with me is I have Profoto makes their D1000 kit and you can rent them. They're certainly a, a big investment, but the great thing about those is they have an air system. And so you're really not, there's no sync cords or you're not using pocket wizards. Everything's organically put together by Profoto and it's really fast. And so that's the one lighting setup that I'll, I'll take with me and, and use in reception areas if necessary. In fact, you actually have, uh, there's a page in your blog about this. You obviously are very into the Profoto. Yeah. The, I mean, Profoto gear is, it's the best. And I think, you know, with weddings, it's really important to utilize the best that technology has because it's a one-time opportunity. So everyone deserves it deserves to have a photographer using the best quality that they can for their wedding day. That's how I feel. How about the lighting for something like this? Window light's gorgeous too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, she's a, she's backlit. Do you use a fill flash to? You know, I am not a huge fan of fill flash. I actually, California Sunbounce is like, I, I will not go anywhere without a California Sunbounce, which is So you're a not using a flash, you're just using a reflector. I, I love reflectors. Now you need an assistant. Yeah. That's what your assistant's yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. And your assistant, you know, I've. You don't have to have, you know, when you're first starting out, um, if you can't afford, you know, a professional assistant, it could be like I started off with having my boyfriend as my assistant. And and so it doesn't have to be expensive and you can rent the gear. <laughs> boyfriends you know? are notoriously cheap. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> my advice to you, get a boyfriend if you don't already have one and teach him how to hold a, a reflector. Yeah. I love this shot. Now, do you go and say, OK, bride and groom, come with me. We're going to walk around and we're going to get candids. Pretty much. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll scout it out beforehand. And this goes back to Lisa, what Lisa was saying. I think being prepared is really important. Um, so I'll definitely get an idea of my surroundings so that the time with my bride and groom is used most efficiently. Right. Um, but then I will go around and say, okay, let's, this is going to be a great background. Let's play over here. And, and we sort of go explore and have, have a really good time together. Let's play a little game. Yeah. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Find the bride and groom in this picture. <laughs> Where the hell did you go? You went all the way down the cliff. Where's Waldo? Just to get this picture. Yeah, and that's the obsession of perfection, I think. <laughs> I'll be back in 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm going down the cliff now. In, did you shout? Did you say, okay, kiss her? Yeah, I've been known to shout. And this is where your assistant comes in handy again. <laughs> walkie-talkies? Do you bring a walkie-talkie? Actually, I started bringing... Okay, I'm sort of a gear nerd. Um, but I actually... For some weddings, if the venue calls for it, I do. I have been known to have a walkie with my assistant, my second shooter. Be very handy in this particular locale. Yeah. With a with a dorky earpiece, so we look like we're in the CIA. <laughs> Catherine's going to jump off the cliff now when she meets the <laughs> midpoint. Oh yeah, be careful. That's the other thing is I have been known to to almost fall in things because you get so obsessed <laughs> with getting the right angle. So. But what a great shot. I mean, uh, again, uh, any any bride and groom would be so happy to have these kinds of pictures. And I could tell you most professional wedding photographers would never get that shot. That's uh, that's the editorial in you. Thank you. Don't you think? I mean, they're going to say, oh, no, no, you can't see the bride. Where are they? They're, they're, way, they're tiny. But they're- I, I guess so. I guess there's that mix of... Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, I, I do... A, a lot of work for magazines and I think that magazines well that goes what you said editorial but they want a story yeah and so you that learn how to shoot a story, a story. Yeah. Exactly. that's a really important point I think for anyone even someone he who's just at, attending a wedding not a professional photographer is telling the story of that wedding so try to get all the elements of that day from you know the the bride and groom arriving to the food the place settings to the mood of the people that's something that you can do even if you're not even if you have just an iphone something that you can capture is the actual story of the event rather than sort of 
pictures that don't necessarily go together. You exactly. mentioned you mentioned place settings. Look, this beautiful robin's eggs in the nest, and that's a beautiful place setting. That's an easy one. Yeah, that's an they easy gave one. you that one. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that was the designer, not me. <laughs> that's a gimme on that one. Wow, that's awesome, though. Yeah, and you know, I shouldn't I shouldn't say that because uh, I will try to take that picture, and it will not look that good. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Maybe with my iPhone, I could. No, do it. I bet you could do. I bet you surprise <laughs> yourself. Do you have any tips? Yeah, she, she, we lost her again. Now, this is interesting shot. This is not something you would normally include in a portfolio. It looks like the bride and her trousseau. Yeah. So, you know, I think this shot was included just to say, look, the, and I think that's what your portfolio should do is definitely emphasize your strengths. And so with that shot, I want to tell brides and prospective brides, look, I can, even when they're down and they're, as they would say, they're skinnies. Skivvies, yeah, yeah. Um, they're still comfortable around me. Hell yeah. I mean, so, that is, And again, if someone's beautiful and I have a great body, not? go for it. Do it now while you can. Well, exactly. I wish someone <laughs> did that before I started going downhill. <laughs> before you start going downhill, get Catherine to do your Unless your you're wedding. like Leo and you go reverse cycle. Oh, you know? yeah. I'm getting better looking. Uh, yeah. I'm wondering the, about that. What's years, your secret, Leo? I got a portrait in the uh, attic. <laughs> it's all about the attic portrait. Now, sometimes you have older brides. This is a little bit of an older bride. Do you do anything special for them? Or? No, I think, um, you know, if definitely as in this bride, this wouldn't apply. But if you do have older brides, like I have brides since their second marriage um, and they're maybe in their 40s or their 50s. So just lighting them in a way that's flattering and understanding that very harsh directional light is going to bring out imperfections like wrinkles um, uh, and aging spots and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So using a more soft light that has a really forgiving wrap is is really good with older brides. And you don't apparently uh, eschew the wide-angle shot every once in a while. No, I think wide-angle's good. Yeah. But I think wide-angle the entire wedding is a sin. Not good. <laughs> Makes everybody look kind of oh, weird. Oh, gosh. I've seen a lot of weddings like that. And the sad thing is I think it to the client it looks great at the time, but over, you know... It doesn't age well. It does not age well. Yeah. It just it loses its sort of luster quickly. Yeah. It's it's a little gimmicky. It's very gimmicky. On the other hand, I mean if you're going to shoot the the you know, the scene, it's nice to have that. Exactly. Can we talk lenses now? Yeah. What lenses do you use? What they're good for? Giving really technical tips for some of our listeners? Yeah, um I think you know, especially if you're just getting started, I would say I would recommend Starting off with the zoom lens as your if you're going to make one purchase, like a the seventy two hundred something like that. Yeah, you know I started with a twenty four to seventy, um, and I actually, you know, it depends on what I'm shooting, but that was initially my lens of choice. That's but, kind of short, so you're really getting in. Yeah, there. I like to be close. So I, what I would recommend is renting both the twenty four to seventy and the seventy two hundred, and seeing which one you use more because uh. everyone's different. See, I would have thought, not, not never having done this, that you would want to get out of the picture so the longer lenses would be more useful for you so you can get the close shots but not be right in their faces. Well, the the longer lenses are also more flattering too, you know, yeah. from a perspective point. So right. it really just depends though because if your, your style is being more intimate and being involved, then you're going to do better with a shorter lens. And that is your style, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I think it really, it more comes down to individual taste and just getting out there, renting the lenses, see which one you gravitate towards, and then make that, when you do decide to purchase, make sure it's the right initial first lens, the one you're going to use the most, and make sure you get a high-quality glass lens, because that's... You said you use L lenses only. Yeah, I use L lenses only. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that's essential. That's the top-of-the-line Canon lens for, yeah. for you Nikon shooters. And I do recommend the Pro Photo Rainbow Kit because whenever you can put a rainbow behind a bride and groom, <laughs> come on, you painted that in. No, I did not paint that in. Come on. That was real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm too, I don't, I don't paint in skies that's one step I don't. I, I'll bring in the natural, but I'm not about to pull in artificials Lightroom? unless it's... Lightroom? Uh, oh, yeah. I use Lightroom on every yeah. photo. We have to ask everybody that, Lightroom yeah. or Aperture. And almost, it's funny how many pros use Lightroom, it seems you know, to be. You know, the thing for me is Lightroom is very intuitive. 
Yeah. It, it's it's sort of an extension of Photoshop. Whereas Aperture, while I'm sure it's equally as good a tool, like I, it's clumsy for me. Yeah. You said to the bride, "Let's go wander in the vineyard." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do brides sometimes fight you, especially when they're in a nice white dress like that? Yeah, and that goes back to education. Um, just telling them, looking the bride in the eye and it's saying, gonna "It's going to be. Trust you know me. what? Your dress is going to get dirty, but who cares?" And and I think a certain amount of that is trust of you too as the photographer. Yeah, exactly. So if they've seen your portfolio and they know, oh, she likes to do these kind of interesting shots with the bride and groom out in the field, and and uh, look at that, I love that. You also have an eye for color. You're, I love color. Yeah. So yeah. you're looking. You're saying, hmm. Okay, I like this cream suit. Hmm. Ah, there's a nice backdrop. Or is it? Is that what happened? Um. You know, I. I it's interesting because I, I think it's definitely a balance between fighting, finding the best light and the best background. Um, but backgrounds are really important to me. And the reason being and is I want it to be easy for the viewer to know where to look. Right. And if you have distracting backgrounds, then the power of the photo can uh, get lost. Good point. So this, this pulls you. I mean, it's a good background, but it does. it's clear that who we're Yeah, you, it's where, not. Yeah. You know where your eye is instantly going to go yeah. to the blue tie and the groom. I guess, Lisa, that's kind of the telling the story part, too, is you tell the story by drawing the eye. Yeah. A question I have. Are you using mainly natural light here? Do you use any light modifiers? Do you use a flash? Anything on your outdoor pictures when you have harsh sunlight? Are you balancing that? Or are you mainly using your reflector? Mostly using my reflector. And I, I personally... the white side or the gold side? Um, I use typically the gold or the silver. Okay. actually um but i i just like the quality of the light mm -hmm. of a reflector it's much it's more the natural. sun it's, versus yeah, yeah. a fill flash yeah you know and you can see it a lot better too so for photographers that are just getting started out i think <laughs> it's a lot easier to use a continuous source versus a flash Let's talk about telling a story look at this the bride's sitting in the background her hand on her chin with her bouquet and here's the cute little boy in the front i just love that you didn't pose that. Uh, that just happened, I guess. No, that was, I mean, that was sort of, it definitely was posed. You love this kid, though, because this is the one with the Rolls Royce, isn't it? No, it's actually a different, it's a different kid. One. A different side of the country. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, this is San Francisco. The other was New York. Um, it's, it's sort of, you know, I just get these ideas. And I think that's another thing for beginning photographers is you have a lot of ideas. And sometimes it's better if you don't, going back on what Lisa was talking about initially in the beginning, it's better if you don't have the formal education because it allows you to play more. Mm. Um, so when you get these kind of crazy ideas, do them. And sometimes they don't work and that's fine, you right. know, and sometimes they do work and it's amazing. So it's, it's just go for it. Don't be safe. This is a natural light shot, obviously, but probably a timed, right? Slow yeah, shutter. this is a combination. I, I use some pro... I, Bounce the pro photo heads off the top of the ceiling ah, to add some ambient yeah. light in there. Yeah, yeah. It's because I really wanted to balance it so you could see the outdoors because they got, you mm -hmm. know, if you look through, mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. Redwoods out yeah, there. Yeah. So really showing the whole space, including the outside. Do you ever use tripods or monopods? I hate tripods, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate them? Because I like to move, yeah. you know. Yeah. Slow um, you down. Yeah. They. I And so I found the actual solution for me is finding a tripod that is most mobile and easiest to use. So I have a Gitso that's amazing. It's super lightweight. I can bring it anywhere. And I have one of the it's a Manfrotto joystick. It's actually on my gear page if you look on my blog. But it's it's a joystick tripod head. And it's so easy to move around. And so the evolution of tripods has actually made me like them. But just the idea of like having my camera stuck to something is, is something that I'm a little resistant to. There's a, by the way, I do recommend CatherineHall.net and the gear page here. Here's the bounces she uses. Uh, oh, yeah. Those are the, the best by far. Yeah. California Sun Bounce Pro. This is great. I like it that you do. I think every photographer should do a gear page. And the other thing, too, is... Um, $3,280 for that uh, Pro Photo D1000. I okay. know. Worth every penny. <laughs> Here's, is this the Manfrotto head you were talking about? Yeah, that thing's great. Yeah. And it's so... Because that's the worst part with tripods. I think that's why I hated traditional tripods is 
I don't like all the dials. It slows me down. Whereas right. with the joystick, it's just, yep, go, done. <laughs> Technology evolution is good. Lisa, do you have any final questions? We're running out of time, and I, I, we're having so much fun talking to uh, Catherine Hall. I, it's great stuff. Um, I, I just really, a really specific technical tip for anyone who's taking pictures at a wedding but not a professional. Do you have any technical tips for them? Let me think. Technical tip. Go for the bazooms. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Go for the, yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> if the bride, if the bride looks great, you're going to look great. Yeah, no, actually that's, I'm going to take what Leo just said and, and build on that. Um, I think the biggest tip I would give is looking for people's strengths. And so if, if you have a bride that whatever their characteristics are, what it's beautiful, so beautiful romantic. smile, breasts, eyes, whatever it is, play on their strengths. Right. And, um, and then inevitably if you show the best side of them, then obviously you're going to look you look good. And yeah. be romantic. This is the most romantic oh, yeah. shot I've ever seen. Definitely. It makes it makes me want to fall in love, doesn't it? It's just beautiful. So. Yeah. Romance. You got to have romance in your heart if you're going to be a good wedding photographer. This is why I'm not a wedding photographer. You're not a romantic, huh? Uh, the, no. <laughs> the truth comes out. Look at these. These are so fun. These are so great. And have fun. That would be the other one is is there it is a stressful um, event in the sense that it's just super, super important. Aww. You can't do things over, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't play and have fun. So uh, you have three tips. We'll do them fairly quickly because you've given us so many uh, tips. Tip one, be open-minded. What do you mean by that? This, All of my tips will play off of everything we've already discussed, but um, I think being open-minded in this, especially for, you know, this is for new photographers or old photographers, but play with different things and try different lenses and experiment. If you shoot something one way, push yourself to try a different expectation or excuse me, a different perspective that you may not have initially thought of. That's what an artist is, right? Yeah. It's somebody who doesn't think inside the box. You have to kind of be able to, it's called being creative. Yeah. And, and I think that applies to any level. Um, the other is for new photographers. Um, I often get the question, you know, my most asked question probably is, how do you find your style? And I think the interesting thing is you can't necessarily find your style. I think your style finds you. And the way in which that happens is just getting out there and practicing. Um, and I think, Lisa, you've been a really good role model for this. Just, you know, following your blog and shoot, your... Shoot, shoot, Just shoot, shoot, shoot. And, and, and this goes to the Definitely. last tip, which is share. And, um, you know... Like with Lisa's Camera Plus app, that's great. And I, you guys talked a lot in episode five about sharing, which would be a good resource. But really getting your work out there. So not only people are seeing your work, but you're also getting feedback. And that will allow you to grow and stay inspired. Couldn't agree more. One last, one last picture. I just got to show this. You got to tell me the story behind this. Did these guys pose? Did you just hide? You know, this was definitely, I, I put this together. However, I think... With every Such shot, great shot, it has to be real in the sense that this, while I fabricated this, told the guys to come over by the candles and all of it, this was still something that would be very true to this groom. Like oh, he is. did bring the cigars. Yeah. This, what, these are all his buddies. Like this is his type of shot. And so I think it's great to, it's, you know, a lot of times if you don't put it together, it just won't happen. But put it some, pose things in a way that are true to your clients. I just love this. And it does look natural. Uh, it does look it's like it's really happening. But obviously, you know, to light it and everything and get them in the right, you know, positions and everything uh, took a little effort. But, boy, it looks natural. Lisa Bettany, uh, the chat room has picked a, a job that you might like. <laughs> yes. they, they want you to be a divorce photographer. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> hey, if you're not a romantic, perfect. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to take a break, come back. We, I, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I'd love to take a little peek into Catherine Hall's bag. She brought her whole wedding kit, except for the ladder. You didn't bring the ladder. No, I didn't bring the ladder. Yeah, brought her whole wedding kit uh, with her. Uh, but we do uh, want to tell you all about our Mostly Photo Adventures awards because uh, we are every week giving out a prize. Uh, for the best pictures, thanks to our friends at Ford and the all-new 2011 newly redesigned Ford Explorer. 
And uh, we have some winners, right, uh, Lisa, this week? We do. We do. Some amazing photos. Thank you so much for sharing your photos. And please continue to share your photos on our Mostly Photo group, Mostly Photo No Space. Yeah, go to, go to Flickr.com. <laughs> Uh, slash, actually, if you you have to have a Flickr account. So, and most of you do by now. And if you don't, well, get one. It's free, and uh, you know, if you already have a Yahoo account, you probably already have one. Uh, once you go to your Flickr account, go to the groups, and you can search for a group. And as Lisa said, it's mostly photo, one word, no s, mostly photo. There are other groups that I created stupidly to confuse you. Uh, don't go to that one. Go to Mostly Photo. There's 1,741 members. That's how you know. And 6,000 photos on here. Uh, we have three nominees for next week, but let's, um, let's start with our winners for this week. We showed you a few um, last week. And why don't we start with the one that you picked, Lisa, as your favorite? Yes, for sure. This is a gorgeous picture. Uh, it is uh, The Sky Painted Red. Uh, by Joshua Gunther. You like the HDRs, don't you? Well, it's Trey. I, like I said, I used to hate HDRs, and now I just love them. Yeah. There's <laughs> something magical. So... I just love them. And especially something like this, a cityscape, uh, really brings it to life, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Anything else For you sure. want to say about this uh, photo before we go to the... No, just say it's I, amazing color. Obviously, I'm like Catherine. I love color, so this this photo has everything... But, spectacular. but it was a tie. We don't have a, a clear winner, so we're going to give each of you a $100 Amazon gift certificate. The tie was between this and Chris Vicchio and uh, the Wretched Sentinel, a lone tree at sunset in Makumi National Park, Tanzania. Beautiful. Beautiful shot, especially because of the colors and the gradients in here. and just just really comes to life. Definitely. This is sort of a nat more natural picture, just having such a fantastic location and being there at the right moment and capturing a beautiful composition. So actually, am I wrong? Those were the People's Choice winners. That's why it was a tie. I couldn't understand how it could be a tie. Those were the Oh, but my pick was the red, the red painted sky anyways. <laughs> so, so there you go. So I guess what will happen is Joshua gets both uh, a $100 gift certificate for Amazon.com for Lisa's being Lisa's pick. And then he tied with the People's Choice Award. I'm not surprised uh, with the uh, the Sentinel, the Wretched Sentinel, uh, to be our... Uh, that's that's awesome. So congratulations to both of you. Uh, $100 uh, certificates coming your way thanks to Ford and the new all-redesigned 2011 Ford Explorer. Let me open up here our three contenders for next week uh the easiest way to do this if you'd like to participate is to go to mostlyphotoadventures.com that's the uh, the website uh, that we've set up uh, for this and uh click the finalists tab instructions are on how to post by the way and here's our three finalists and i'm for... happy to say that one of them was actually taken during our mostly photo walk in new york you're kidding yeah, and it's an amazing, amazing picture. Is that the Kenny Lee shot? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that this is a spectacular picture. Obviously, uh, perfect timing on the streets of New York. You said it was a little raining during your uh, It adventure. was. It was a rainy, horrible day, and this group of, of Scottish wedding people. goers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish <laughs> wedding people were out, and... I, I was actually further behind, so I didn't manage to even get near these. But but he ran up and took the shot and power to him for just taking that moment and grabbing it. You couldn't oppose this shot better. I hope that no, he calls the. I hope he calls the wedding photographer. Says, "Hey, I got a better shot than you do." That's <laughs> Kenny Lee. Now, to, to vote for these, uh, Lisa's going to pick her favorite. But to vote for these, you can tweet just using the hashtag Mostly Photo Award and then a number. That's eight. Here's number seven, Mostly Photo Award seven. Oh, my goodness. Another great HDR shot. I like the perfectly. The, the bird. You couldn't do better getting that bird right on the pier there and the sun coming down. Sometimes I have to say, I don't know what you, how, how you feel about this, uh, Catherine, but great photographers are damn lucky. Do you think it's big? How does that happen? 
It's not luck. It's patience. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I learned in, Tans- in uh, Tasmania yeah. is that people like Bruce Dale just wait. I know. They just wait until the perfect shot. Uh, finally, our third contender here. This is a pretty one. Um, another HDR shot. This is by Eric Fleury. And this is mostly Photo Award 9, if you want to vote for that one. Eric Fleury. And we'll go to the uh, Flickr uh, group. This is taken in uh, France, in uh, Provence, Alpes Côte d'Azur. What a surprise. Everything's more pretty in France. So three, three excellent pictures. And again, if you go to mostlyphotoadventures.com, you can see these finalists and uh, the instructions on how to tweet the winners. You have till May 8th. We'll announce the winners on our next show, May 10th, mostly photo. I'd also like to choose a topic for next week. I'd yes. like it. To- what was the topic for this week? We didn't have one, okay. so it was really difficult to choose. So this week I'd love to get people um, shooting some portraits and using yeah. the tips that we're talking about today. So get out and shoot some people pictures. People pictures from what you've learned today from Catherine Hall. <laughs> That's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> That's a challenge. Go to katherinehall.net and get some inspiration uh, there. And thank you to all of our participants. And don't forget to check out when you go to the website, mostlyphotoadventures.com, the all-new 2011 Ford Explorer completely reinvented and looking pretty sweet. I got to say, this is a we, – we drove one around at the last photo walk, and it just, just was so spectacular. Lots of room. We were able to get seven in there easily, plus all the camera gear. Three rows of seats, a large cargo capacity. In fact, if you really need more, you fold down the second and third row and you get 80.7 cubic feet. Big 3.5 liter V6 engine. But let me tell you something, you still get best in class 25 miles per gallon, according to the EPA on the highway. Uh, towing capacity of up to 5,000 pounds. Of course, the great My Ford Touch built in there, which is the Ford Sync with the big 8-inch screen in the center console, the two little screens behind the steering wheel, and absolute control of everything you want to listen to, the climate, everything that's going on in the in the, in the vehicle. It's just, uh, I can't, uh, you know, every time I get my Mustang, I go, yeah, love the Ford Sync and the special optional My Ford Touch. Take a look at the uh, 2011 Ford Explorer at a dealer near you, and don't forget to visit mostlyphotoadventures.com. To find out more, we I we don't we're we're done with the photo walks for now, Lisa. But I have some video from your previous photo walk. In we York do. City. This is a great and actually, so many p- people put up pictures this time and link them on the group. So, thank you so much for that. And it was great meeting people and connecting with people. And certainly for me, being in New York for a few weeks, it's great to know that there are other photographers out here. And oh yeah, there are a few can, in New York. <laughs> yeah, just a few. Just a few. <laughs> Lisa Bettany is at MostlyLisa.com. It's always a great pleasure. Thank you, Lisa, for joining us. I hope you come home soon so we can see you in studio once again. And don't forget (laughs) Catherine Hall and her amazing images. These are some from uh, Tasmania uh, when you were down there, but there are a whole bunch more on her website, CatherineHall.net. I just, it's kid, the kid pictures just blow me away, but you're so good at, uh, at these landscapes too. I mean, just incredible stuff. We had fun in Tasmania. This is not Tasmania. No. <laughs> we shift gears. <laughs> we gotta come I gotta come back and do an editorial session. Would you? These are yes. your editorial images. Yeah. And I that would, would be great. I would love that because you there's something you do that's just it's creepy. <laughs> that's very bad seed. I I hope that wasn't a wedding, because if it is No. That girl's not happy. <laughs> Sometimes teenagers, it's funny, I know pictures of my kids as teenagers. I can see, you can really see how hard it is being a teenager. Teenagers is hard. Yeah. You cannot pay me to go back. Yeah. Wouldn't want to go back there. Here's somebody who loves his dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great shots. Catherine, so so nice to have you back in studio once again. You're just fantastic. We love your pictures. We love your images. CatherineHall.net is the place to go if you want to see more of her work or... If you're a bride and you're planning a big day, do you just uh, New York and uh, California or do you? Oh, I'll go anywhere. She'll go anywhere and shoot anything as long as there's a beautiful bride and a beautiful backdrop. Check out the new blog. Yes. That's 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 uh, new on the website. Yeah, katherinehall.net backslash blog. But if you, know, if you go to katherinehall.net, uh, there's a link too. A link right yeah. there. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty easy to find it. 
Uh, and it's a, it's a great site. Uh, do go to the gear page, too. It makes me want to spend money. <laughs> but uh, the, It makes me realize how much money I've spent. <laughs> <laughs> but the gear page really is, yeah, it's something, you know, it's aspirational. We didn't get to look in your bag, but there it is. It's all there. Yeah, that's all true. All the lenses. Catherine says so, they're much shinier than they were. <laughs> yeah, and I have to say, with going with your 5112, the 8512 is my favorite <sighs> as far as inspirational lens. <sighs> if I could afford that lens, it'd be it. Well, maybe I should put that next on my list and save up. That's that lens is amazing. Do you like it better than, than the 50? Have it a little bit longer? You know, I actually like the 50 better, but just for portraits, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a more flattering yeah. angle, you know. Yeah. A little bit longer. It's more flattering than 85. I don't care about flattering people. <laughs> and I ain't buying another 1.2 lens. That's it. No, you, yeah. That's it. It's. I might buy one of these bounces, though. Those are cool. The bounces are awesome. A must-have. By far better than any other reflector on the market Catherine, great to have you thank you for joining us thank you we do mostly thank you, lisa yeah thank, you, thank lisa. you so much we do mostly photo every tuesday right after mac break weekly usually around 1 1 30 pacific that's 4 4 30 eastern at live.twit.tv but you can always watch the show after the fact uh, by searching for mostly photo on itunes or by going to twit.tv i want to have to check because Somebody said it's twit.tv slash photo. Is that what it it's is? It's photo, yes. Okay, I've been saying it wrong then, and I apologize. I was really hoping it'd be mofo. I have one thing to say. <laughs> I'm really excited about the show. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. It's going to be really great. Well, I think what's fun about this show, and I know you highlight uh, This Week in Photography. You've been on that show many times. Yeah. Um, is this show is really a little different from that show. That's about enthusiasts having a great time talking about photos. I mean, I love and photography, and I love listening to that show. This show, we're really going to focus on getting being a better photographer. Oh, it feels a completely different tone. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thank Lisa for that. Thank you all for being here, and we will see you next time on Mostly Photo. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the New York Mostly Photo Walk. We're here with an enthusiastic crowd of photographers. <laughs> Ready to shoot some street photography. We don't have the best weather, but we're going to make the best of it. And I just want to say hi to my youngest photo walk participant ever. He's prepared for the rain with this guy. What have you got here? A camera. A camera? A G9. A G9. Awesome. And you're, and you're ready for all kinds of weather. Awesome. So let's start with shooting the Apple Store. It's a bit busy today, but... There's some good shots to be had, so let's start there. It just depends what you want to capture. Okay. A 50 is great for people stuff. If you wanted to get street shots, okay. uh, we're going to walk around and there's horses and flowers and that kind of thing. But for if you wanted to get sort of the whole scene in here with the buildings, you're not going to be able to all get right, all okay. that. All right, cool. Or you're really going to have to be... With, with a fixed lens, you really have to move your body okay. to get the yeah, shot, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh -huh. So you might be the person, like, right in the back to try to get fit everything in. Because okay. obviously with something like, you know, a wide-angle lens, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. you yeah, can get a yeah. lot more in it. Uh -huh. Plus with the crop sensor, it's... Yeah. But this is a great lens. I mean, okay. grab shots of other photographers, okay. people shots. That stuff's really cool, that right. kind of a lens. Okay. I think when you're dealing with glass... There's always the potential of either getting reflection of a building off of it. So you can see that right, the right. plaza is reflected off of this side, which looks kind of cool. Once you get into the habit of, of doing everything yourself, you find that the presets just don't really give you exactly what you want. How much uh, do you use Lightroom alone for 80% of your shot? Um, I always, for everything that I post on Flickr, I'm using Lightroom and Photoshop. So I go b back between the two. What did you use for your HDRs when you did that Buckingham Palace shot? Uh, that was Photomatic. Photomatic. Is that what you use all the time? Uh, I just recently started to use I used to actually do all fake HDRs before, all in Photoshop. One great thing about shooting macro-type images in the rain is you don't have a lot of glare. So with the sun, you have harsh shadows but this we have a nice balanced light and we also have raindrops and I actually usually add raindrops with a spritzer but I don't have to do that today because we've got raindrops.
a horse, eh? He seems really tired. <laughs> Poor little horsey. <laughs> I think as an exercise, everyone should pick another photographer and take a portrait. Hey, let me take you some random pictures of you. It's your wedding. <laughs> you can stealth them. You could get a pretty good stealth shot if you had a zoom lens. We're just exiting Central Park and we're about to head down Fifth Avenue. So now I think we're going to focus more on street photography. So I'm going to get these people their reflection of them. <laughs> So we're in front of the very iconic Plaza Hotel and we're gonna sneak inside and grab some shots. I don't think that you guys in the camera are allowed, but we'll share all of our shots after with you. We officially got kicked out. It's not a mostly photo shoot unless you get kicked out of a venue, so yay. <laughs> there was a really cool ceiling in there. So we made sure to change our white balance or else everything was really, really yellow. So we changed it to tungsten in there and we were shooting sort of there were lots of little details there were flowers and there was cool chandeliers and a cool roof so hopefully we got some nice indoor shots obviously the light wasn't so great so we had to increase our ISO quite a bit I was at ISO 1600 for most of my shots what are you taking a shot of the spare <laughs> Windows displays are kind of cool to shoot because they're already crafted. Oh, we'll definitely get kicked out of Trump Tower. Yeah. You're fired. Actually, Trump Tower has a really nice waterfall you can take a picture of, and there's also oh, really? a bamboo area where it's an inside. Quite dark in here, so I'm probably going to go up to ISO 1600. See what we can do. We really wanted to go all the way up and get actually go up on the roof, but it's probably too much. Maybe to have a monopod so you can increase your shutter speed to make it a little bit longer so you can get that streaming water. And now we're going to head down Fifth Avenue towards the Rockefeller Center. Like we have this church here, it's sort of the contrast of this really old church in these brand new buildings. So it's kind of sh cool to show the entire scene, which a wide angle lens will do. Oh, there's an Atlas guy. Hello, Atlas guy. Right now I'm just gonna shoot an HDR because I can't, I can't get enough light. And this guy's completely blown out, so I'm just gonna shoot an HDR. <laughs> nice, yeah, it's the only way to go. Except this way you're getting his butt. <laughs> what, is, what is that covering his butt? He's got something covering his butt, so it's not too indecent. Well, we've been walking for hours and we've had an amazing photo walk here in New York City. What an amazing day. We'd like to thank Ford for providing this amazing opportunity for us to all get together and we'd love for the photo walk participants to share their photos on the Flickr group that's mostly photo no space and for all of you to share your photos so take care and we'll let you know when the next photo walk is yay <laughs>